Ladies, have either of you experienced a cervical orgasm? Or have ever heard of that? Sorry, folks, this is the Millionaire Musician Podcast. And my assistant came right in with a sexual question. So let's go with it. Because the part of this podcast is also connected to Music Money Mojo. And I guess we're starting with the mojo today, folks. All right. Welcome to the Millionaire Musician. My name is Lisa the Oracle Hightower. And I am here with Miss Kimberly Baber. That's who asked the question. She is my trusted assistant. And I'm also with my manager or manager, Dr. Sharon Waters. Welcome. I'm so elated to have these ladies with me. And you guys are going to get a little bit of music in the background as well as some interesting conversation today because we are at Lucille's in Tempe, Arizona. And we're going to talk about some things. I guess we're focusing on the mojo. So back to your question, Kimberly. Carry on. Yes. Have you, have you ladies experienced cervical orgasm? Well, first of all... Have you heard of it, and have you experienced it? Can you define it for us, please? Please speak loudly into the microphone. Everyone wants to hear this. Apparently, it's the type of orgasm you have when the cervix is penetrated. And so, typically, you're typically... Apparently, I, I Googled it earlier today because I had no idea what it was. Someone had mentioned it to me before, and I had, it, it made me think about it. So apparently that during the service goes through different uh, transitions or phases during a woman's um, menstrual cycle. And so different t- times of the month, the cervix is like more um, tender and able to be manipulated more than others. So once I googled it, it was I, I just found it interesting. So is the cervix is the channel, the actual channel of the vagina? Well, well from what I, the way I understand it is, it's like um, deep penetration or penetration within. Apparently, so when you're on your knees or you're um, you're entered to from the rear of the vagina. It could, it, you can experience it. One, a, a lady could experience that. Okay. I'm trying to understand what part is the cervix, so what actually in the anatomy. That's a good question. I'm sure, and as you are wondering and asking, I'm sure Dr. Shan, the audience is also on a Google search frantically looking it up. So we may as well look it up as we speak and do what we can to be be clear and bring clear to you guys. So you guys just hold on as we look it up and you look it up with us at the same time, okay? <laughs> what do you have? Yo, I, I was looking at, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was my turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so while you're looking it up, Kimberly, talk to us about why you have an interest in that and what your personal desire is connected to that because we don't typically just ask random questions so it was the question was posed to me and it it sparked some curiosity a gentleman posed it to me okay and it it sparked my curiosity so but was he posing it because he wanted to was he making a proposal i think he was okay but i was like "Mm, i don't know because i in in my experience i've had um physical experiences where my my cervix 
was um, touched and it was uncomfortable. So I was huh. like, um, be more gentle or, 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 and then when I went, I remember when I went to my women's care, I had talked to my provider, my um, doctor about that. I said, you know, it was not that it was, un- it was uncomfortable. And then once she had did my exam, she let me know that my cervix was tilted. So she recommended oh, wow. the, um, have them um, focus to the right, or excuse me, the left versus the right, hmm. based on how my anatomy was. So that even gets more interesting in terms of, sometimes we look at sex just for the thrill and for the pleasure and don't think about the scientific or the health side. So you actually needed to be approached in a way that would be um, non-threatening to your health. Correct. Hmm. And in terms of pleasure, so it remained in a pleasure space and not uncomfortable. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how I would know the difference. The food is coming, you guys, so. Hmm. That looks good. Hmm. Nashville French fries. Thank you. And then I have the chocolate. Thank you. That looks dry. Okay, so this podcast has gone as. Kimberly's cervix. This has gone left, folks. This is the millionaire podcast. Like, what the heck just happened? Made a sharp turn <laughs> and uh, we'll be back. This discussion uh, has gotten interesting and we'll come back and talk about it a little bit more. All right. All right. Welcome, you guys, to the Millionaire Musician. I am so excited today to have my special guest with me. I am out, so you guys are going to hear a little background music, but that's all good because I am dining with two of the most marvelous people on the planet, Dr. Sharon Waters, who is my manager, I say. She's my manager. And Ms. Kimberly Baber, who is my trusted assistant. And so I am so glad to be with you guys today. Welcome, Dr. Sharon. She's acting silly. (laughs) Hi. What's up? Forks and knives in the background, y'all. And welcome, Kimberly. Hello. Thank you. Thank you guys for being with me on the Millionaire Musician Podcast. So I don't do a real long segment, but I did want to take advantage of having both of you guys with me on my Wednesdays because my commitment is to do a podcast every Wednesday. And this is week three. And I am so excited to have you guys. Now, I just want to, I just want you guys to kind of share... Um, what it feels like for you to work with an artist and to help them to actually actualize their vision. That artist, of course, being me specifically, but how it feels in general. And maybe probably what most people want to know, how did you happen upon this path? And uh, yeah, tell us more about that. Whoever wants to start would be marvelous. Kimberly pointed to Dr. Sharon. Dr. Sharon looked at Kimberly. (laughs) And so, boom, here we go. Well, I would say for me, uh, it is exciting and challenging, and um, it means that you have to be kind of selfless. Mm. And um, you're saying dealing with someone like me, you got to be selfless. Absolutely, absolutely. 
and this no, is Dr. Sharon, by the way, you guys are speaking. Uh, no judgment. Um, just purely looking at it from uh, my own perception and what it has done for me and what it requires of me. Um, it, it requires a focus. Um, if you're working alongside someone, then it doesn't mean that your agenda gets is the focus. You have to put your focus on the other arena. And it's not just so much that it's on the work. It's more like relationship. Even though it's business, it's still relating to a person. It's like human kindness, human goodness, human being, human existing. It all works together for the ultimate good of the universe. So I don't want you to think it's like I'm saying, oh, I got to give up my life or that their <laughs> life. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that if you, if I surrender, if I give a part of me to what she's doing, it enhances my life also. And I don't always see it, all the benefits right in that moment, but I know that it's also working for the greater good of all of us. I mean, it enhances her to get out there and be in front of people and do what she does. And by the way, she does it excellently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, and, and that's not something that I want to take lightly. I think it's, um, I mean, I give her full credit for that. And the part that I come along and do is um, what I do is do the behind the scene well sometimes I'm in the like uh, alongside in the scene but um, the part that I do um, is more talking to people about what they can do to help enhance what she's doing so it's so uh, kind of casting the vision casting the vision yeah, on those people like you're you're aware of what my vision is and aware of who I am as a person inside of that vision. And so you're helping to kind of facilitate that. Right, right. Nice. And it's not really work for me because it really is, I mean, what I do is what I am. And I, mm. so I don't have to pretend to take on a role. In fact, when I'm, when, I, when I'm placed with the title or a role, really, it kind of like stiffens me or stifles my creativity because I'm... You know, we all are bigger than just a name or a role or that box. She's bigger than a singer, bigger than, you know, it's all so expansive. So uh, here we are in this place together going in. And uh, my part is having to be to support her in, at this time in her venue, venture. Are we still on? Yeah, I, I was going to be really <laughs> upset, you guys, if this was not happening. <laughs> So well, I'm going to ask you the question that most people probably want to know. How do you know Lisa, the Oracle Hightower? How do you know me? And how did you happen upon this position? If you could tell us um, in your own words. Um, I met Lisa, oh my gosh, many years ago. She was just a young little chickadee. <laughs> chickadee, you know guys, like I am now. Chickadee. Um, I... Um, 
you are going to meet her, but Kimberly happened to be a part of our ministry. I was pastoring with my husband in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, Kimberly, well, it's kind of, it's going to be so long. Yeah, it's just like, just kind of, Kimberly introduced me to her in Columbus when we were in Columbus at a conference uh, one year, and um, and then I met her. The next year. And I met her the next year in person. Yeah, I came to tell you a year later. She knows better than me, you just you know, <laughs> But I, I appreciate her helping me, too, because sometimes I do forget the whole thing. But, yeah, she came to Toledo and visited. And, so, and, basically, she was my pastor, you guys. Yeah. For a number of years. Right. And, and the, the unique story is that um, I really didn't know she was coming to stay, and I don't think she knew she was coming to stay, but I had already... Um, gotten a, a say uh, the insight a spiritual insight about her coming so I had already talked to somebody I didn't know per se her it was exactly her but I knew somebody was coming and they were coming from out of town and I so I went to one of the mothers at the church and asked her did she have a place for any openings for anybody to stay with her um, they were like oh yes I've been wanting to have somebody yes I got this room and blah 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 and I was like I don't know who it is and I don't know when but I'm just asking because it just feels like that's what I'm supposed to do. And she that's exactly what happened. She ended up coming in and then being able to already have a place to um, to stay. But even though she didn't think she was going to stay, but she ended up staying. Oh, boy. <laughs> so let me ask the golden question, people. So you were Lisa's pastor. You were my pastor. And so if you were her pastor, how did... How do you guys move from a church environment to now she sings, you know, out in quote unquote what the church may have called the world, and um, and she sings all types of music. How do you guys move from the church to you be her, from you being her pastor to actually becoming her manager? And I'm I'm playing you, the role of you guys, so I'm asking questions that I'm sure you're familiar with. Well, to me, first of all, pastor's a box, and it's very expansive, and you can start in one thing, and then uh, you add many things as you mature and expand. You add many things to your resume. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um, I just happened to be, um, get a message about the um, key signature one of the messages that kind of just got downloaded into me. I knew nothing about uh, musical notes and uh, the staffs and the bars and the flats and sharps and all these different things, but I got this message about it and and uh, so it's talking about the <laughs> staff and the bar and one, how did that go? And then you... Then when she was talking about the bars... And how it's important for us to go from bar to bar and to help those who are flat to become sharp and those that are sharp to become flat. It then spoke to me the importance of me going out into the world and being a key signature. But not so much in a church environment, but to literally go to a bar. And so going out to a bar opened me up. But then as I began to open, I still had kind of left music aside. And I'm not going to tell you guys everything this episode because... (laughs) Remember, we're doing uh, these tiny talks and giving you just a snippet, but I want you guys to come back for part two, and so you can hear more about the story. But the but the glimpse into the story is that I went out 
and begin to make connections in quote unquote with what would have been called the world back then. And as I begin to evolve, um, Pastor Sharon at that time, which she would have been called, or Apostle Sharon, um, begin to also evolve. And so we begin to have a different conversation. And that conversation began to go back to spirituality and to music and the vastness of it. And we're going to pause there and come back and share more with you on the next episode about Dr. Sharon. So I'm going to segue <laughs> over into Kimberly, Kimberly Baber. Tell us about who you are and what you do with um, Lisa the Oklahoma, which is me. Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly. I am Miss Lisa, the Oracle High Towers assist, personal assistant. It's a long name, right? <laughs> I met her um, some years back yeah. as she had a youth group when I was the senior year, summer of my senior, when I was going into my senior year. So it was the summer of my junior year in high school. She had a, a youth group that I was a part of. And I've been connected with her ever since. How many years has that been? And that is, it, it's been about 20 years. Over 20. Over 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's been an amazing journey. And I've learned a lot. Miss um, Lisa, the Oracle Hightower, is someone that I love and respect, have a lot of respect and admiration for how she moves and flows in the world as well as when she mounts the stage it's just so powerful what comes out of her and i re really really started to see that here most more recently it's like man what an honor to be a part of something that's so amazing and magical and that's changing the world literally so if you have not heard her i encourage you to check out the social media platforms um, get on her vibe tribe list so you can see and hear her when she's local Miss Hightower is up to some amazing things and it's, it's so beautiful and again it's just an honor and a privilege to be aside of be alongside of her and to serve as her personal assistant Aww. so well said what a dream team right you guys I just wanted to introduce you guys to, I would say, to my dream team. I tell you, I there's a lot of things I had in my mind to do, and you guys may not know this, um, but I this is probably my fourth or fifth place that I've lived. I've lived in Chicago. I've lived in Atlanta. I've lived in Detroit. I've lived in California. I've lived in home, hometown Canton, Ohio. I've lived in Toledo, Ohio. And I, I've lived away from um, Ohio, though, for a very long time, which is my hometown, my home city, home state. And this is the first time that I have traveled on the road for music, you know, to actually set up and had people with me. And let me tell you something. It is a 180 degree difference. I mean, it's a complete turnaround and turnabout. The things I've been able to do with having a team and having people that believe in me and that invest in me, their time, their money, their energy has been incredible. So I want you ladies to know how much I love and appreciate you for all that you do and to help me get to this point because there's just so much that I would not have been able to achieve had it not been for you guys right here with me. I'm getting emotional. Absolutely. Aww. It's my pleasure. 
So you guys, I want to say to you who are pursuing the path of the millionaire musician, and you guys know that my philosophy is that being a millionaire musician is all about a mindset and a position that you've taken on to be at the highest level that you possibly can in all areas, financially, emotionally, physically, your health and your wealth are intact and you can monetize at a level that you're able to do the vision that you have in your life. So thank you guys for joining me. I know it was a little longer this week than normal, but it's, it was worth it. So again, you guys give it up for Dr. Sharon Waters, who is my manager and Ms. Kimberly Baber, who is my trusted assistant. And again, I am Lisa, the Oracle Hightower. And thank you once again for tuning into the Millionaire Musician Podcast. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving y'all.